Hello, you are listening to Everyday Creative People. I'm your host, Dina Adrians, and this podcast is for the doers, dreamers, and makers of the world. For anyone who wishes they had more time and freedom to play, who struggles with creative blocks, or who is trying to figure out how to make a living while making art, I'm here to stumble through the madness by your side. Once you've finished listening to today's show, please take a moment to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast, leave a comment, and tell a friend. You can join the community over in the Creative Playground Facebook group and find all the show notes at dinaadriance.com slash ecdpodcast. Now settle in, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Hello, Anais. Hi, Tina. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to have you today. You are <laughs> podcast number two. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good number. <laughs> so uh, let's just start off. If you can give a brief introduction to who you are and uh, you know what kind of role does art play in your life, just tell us a little bit about foundation. Sure. Um, so I'm a singing teacher and a singer, singer songwriter based in Montreal. Um, I love music and, uh, I have to admit that I'm a bit of a creative process nerd. So I've been doing a podcast similar to yours and, uh, interviewing different artists from Montreal and, uh, trying to write a book on creative process as well. And uh, so, yeah, that's about it. I just turned uh, 30. Uh, and uh, also I plan uh, events for the Montreal Jazz Festival as well. Mm. So that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have you always uh, been a musician? What, what are your earliest memories of music or the arts in general? Um. I remember the, the the moments I remember is I'm in my parents' house. Of course, the I I was probably like eight, something like that. I don't know. I just remember singing Celine Dion songs with my <laughs> my hairbrush and and just trying to belt my life out and uh, just having a great time. Really, yeah. We were my parents were listening to a lot of music, and we were we were taking uh, music music theory and um and piano lessons and music was always around so so i don't remember this actually but when i was i think i was two or three years old i i um, my parents lived very close to the plan d'abraham where a lot of shows were uh, outdoor shows were happening and apparently i was singing uh, i recognized the song uh, called je voudrais voir la mer by a singer songwriter uh, michel rivard and i apparently i recognized it which was from afar and started singing it but this i don't remember but my my parents were super impressed by that but <laughs> the memories that i remember uh are from i don't know i think i would be i don't know seven or eight and i'm in in the living room and i'm just singing celine dion's songs uh, and i'm just having a blast with my hairbrush mm. trying to, yeah so, so yeah. those are the memories yeah <laughs> <laughs> what at what point did you know like i want to 
really, I want this to be a really central part of my life. It's, or was it's, it always there? I think it was always there, not knowing it very clearly. And then I think it got mixed up with other stuff. Mm. Um, in the sense that like, you like music, you love singing, and but then comes like the show business part where your ego loves uh, to think that you're going to be a star, you know? Yeah. And so I think I, I was always very, you know, attracted to music and stuff, but I had to put it back in the right spot, meaning I had to love the music and not the celebrity game. So, yeah, so I think it was always there, but a cleanup was necessary at some point. <laughs> what prompted that cleanup? You know, life, basically, just you're in high school and a few of your friends are singing, but you're the best singer, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you decide to go to uh, Cégep to study music. And then, Can oh, you, so sorry, Anais, just yeah. because not everybody listening oh, to yeah. the podcast is from Montreal. Can you explain what oh, Cégep sure. is? So Cégep is, um, help me to translate if, if, <laughs> sure. if it's too complicated, but it's, uh, it's something between high school and university. It's usually yeah. a two or three year program where you're, it's usually uh, pretty global, but you can decide to go uh, do uh, like electric uh, studies. I don't know how it's called or music, but you can do something very, very large as uh, human sciences or uh, uh, health uh, mm. sciences and it's a prerequisite for university yeah cool thank you so yeah so I was saying uh, yeah sorry about that <laughs> no that's okay <laughs> um, uh, yeah so and then you go to CEGEP so this thing between high school and university and you are there with maybe I don't know 40 other musicians and maybe 20 other wannabe singers and you're like huh oh, I'm not I'm not unique eunuch anymore and uh, so that's the first I, I remember that was a that was um I took it as a hit you know because you hmm. you've been you're you've been praised by people because you sing and it's very impressive and then you go in this program where other people are like you and uh and then after that just going to university and not having that much fun studying jazz singing because through cegep and university i was really trying to convince myself that i wanted to be a jazz singer which because mm. i like jazz for sure but i don't enjoy it that much it's not my passion so um yo yeah so the the cleanup was around that stuff, wanting to perform uh, uh, in the sense of like getting good grades and being a good jazz singer because that's the cool thing and great thing to do. But also having a core um, of me wanting to perform, wanting to be a, a singer, but liking pop so much, but not telling anybody mm. about it because jazz is the elite music, you know? Yeah. What was it that really made you feel like oh I have to be a jazz singer I don't know I think it's um that's that it's it's actually so weird to think back on to reflect back on it it's just it was um uh how do you say that in English valoriser it was it was the thing you know like mm, yeah it was the 
the thing, sort you know, glorified. So, yeah, exactly. And uh, and I'm used to being in school and have good grades and and fit in, you know. So I was, yeah, I was trying to fit uh, with wanting to be a jazz singer. Yeah, it sounds like there was there was an image of what success looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because I I was forcing myself to order jazz CDs and and thinking that oh yeah I like it but never really listening to those CDs more mm. than like one time. Hmm. Yeah. What made you realize that? Uh... Or, or sort of admit to yourself <laughs> um, that that was not necessarily the path for you? Um, you know, I think it was just, uh, it was more admitting that I loved pop music so much mm. or folk music and, and that being okay, you know? I had a friend who was so comfortable talking about how, lo how much he loves the Backstreet Boys, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I, I kind of like them too, you know? <laughs> and uh, growing up, I had a, my brother is seven years older than me and he would always poop on my music tastes. And after that going, uh, studying jazz, it was always about like, like I said, this elite music where what's on the radio sucks and, and you should mm. only listen to Miles Davis. So yeah. it was more me trying to accept the fact that I really like, um, I'm, when I say pop, I don't mean, I'm not a huge fan of Katy Perry or that kind of music, but more, uh, maybe more indie uh, sure. music and, and really not having fun in university and just trying to get through it so I could get my paper and, yeah. and just not fitting in and not recognizing myself with among the other people there. Hmm. Um, yeah. So it was, it was tough, but at the same time, it was just so obvious that I was not in, yeah. in the right, in the right place. Hmm. That's so interesting. I, I love doing this podcast because I'm hearing about all different people's artistic journeys um, and it's so cool to sort of see just the overlaps with my own life experience. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, in terms of that piece of like, yeah, like being really good at something and then going to college or university and being like, oh, actually I'm not that great. <laughs> like You're there are a lot special. of other people out there that are, <laughs> that are way better than I am or just <laughs> as good as I am. Uh, yeah. and really like, I mean, for me, that was a big roadblock and I kind of oh, moved yeah. off in a completely different direction for a while but also that that piece of feeling like sort of an an outsider in in mm -hmm. in terms of my studies right like I when I was an undergrad I was in a theater program that was like very mm -hmm. sort of kind of very traditional theater studies and I had all these interests in like this thing that I had discovered called community-based theater or applied mm -hmm. theater that my professors were very unfamiliar with and they didn't know what to do with me. Nobody knew what to do with me. So yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think that uh, it's, it's not uncommon to have these experiences of feeling like you're alone. And I think it comes from trying to put art in a school context. It's, mm you have requirements and you have yeah. a program and it's about just you getting through the program, getting in the mold. And it's, it's, um, it, it, I don't know. I don't think it works that way at all because <laughs> you're, you're, we're all so different and there's, 
so much more than improvisation or your instrument or it's like it's a journey really so if if the teachers in school are not talking about the artistic journey or the creative process then I don't know what we're doing you know yeah absolutely I'm curious have you so do you feel like now in in your current place in life you have found a a creative community that really resonates with who you are as an artist? Um, it's getting there. It's, it's funny because I just got back from a singer songwriter retreat uh, hmm. last week and I was always hanging out with musicians because of my background and fitting in for sure. But, but sometimes a bit uncomfortable with the way things work. And meeting with those other people who are either like singer-songwriters in a band or former band members and now trying uh, songwriting, it was very, very interesting. Just because you can be a musician and work a lot and have a lot of gigs and it's super fun, but there's not necessarily this um, journey as we were talking about uh, to like look into yourself and trying to produce or create something. Mm. And so finding those people, we were 10 singer songwriters and with two teachers for five days and just hanging out with those guys and seeing that we all have the same insecurities and, and we're just, you know, trying to figure it out basically. And so more and more it's, but it's still, I have to, yeah, I have to get a little bit more outside, I think, just to, to find more of my, my people, you know? Mm. So, yeah. but it's getting there. It's getting there for sure. Yeah. And there's a lot of power in connecting with other people who share the same struggles and challenges that you do. Yeah, for sure. And, and we, my husband and I uh, are starting next week a, an arts night where we're yeah. going to have yeah <laughs> we're, we're gonna have uh, just not random people but people who are interested in the journey and want to I don't know just uh, perform a new song or uh, a monologue or so they have something that they can work on until the next arts night and oh cool are, so we're trying to build this community and and uh and so I'm, I'm hoping that uh, this thing will become uh, a place where I'll meet more, more of my people. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I'm, yeah. I love things that are about uh, the arts and community building. Those are like my two yeah. loves. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you're not in Montreal anymore. <laughs> It's true. It's true. <laughs> and trying to come back. Yeah. Make that happen. So now you are also really kind of making all of your income through art related activities right now. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. accurate. Has yes. that always been the case for you or did you spend some time, you know, getting an income from other places first? No, actually, the the funny, well, when I was 16, of course, but but when I moved to Montreal from Quebec City uh, about 10 years ago to to study at University of Montreal, I started teaching and Mm -hmm. I never stopped. And um, 
and then got the the jazz festival gig for to coordinate events there um but it seems like a nice thing but at the same time it, i think it's a trap for me <laughs> because mm. i i think it's okay the to work i you know yes i work in the industry but it, to me it's more i'm always working in um uh, how do you say periphery in the it's surrounding the Yeah. yeah, on the periphery of, of music. So I'm never, I'm putting all this time in teaching people, learning how to sing or improve and organizing activities so youth can learn blues and, and perform mm. at the jazz fest. Mm -hmm. So it, it's really nice because it's, I, a part of my brain likes to organize and I really enjoy teaching, but it, it, that's, that's the learning of the last two years maybe that I do need to work on the my creative side and and so this year I decided to to reduce my my work hours and try as much as possible to to work on some new songs and to build this this uh, singer songwriter project because uh, mm. yeah it's nice but at the same time it's not I it, it would be um I would be fooling myself to think that it's I'm I'm uh, in the right place, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's this is such a central topic, I think, because uh, it's kind of a perpetual question, right? Of like how uh, mm -hmm. for people who are artistically inclined, you know, where does your income come from? What is the balance between getting income directly from your art, getting your income from art-related activities, or getting income from something completely separate. And that's actually something that um, on this podcast, you know, I'm interviewing a bunch of different people who are on all ends of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, you know, for you, so you, you are getting your income from, you know, art-related activities, but you're saying that you're, you're wanting to sort of um, pull back even from, from that to really focus more on producing your own art. Um, yeah. So I'm curious, what does that process look like in terms of transitioning uh, hmm. and, and, you know, sort of making the whole income thing work? <laughs> it's very hard. <laughs> um, it's, it's very hard because, because of, financial insecurity basically mm. of of um you know right now i'm in like i said i just turned uh 30 and we're thinking of having kids in a couple of years mm. maybe two or three years and so it seems for us like it's it right now is the time to do our our music stuff Um, more than ever, you know, it might not be the time to put money aside for retirement or for mm. buying a property. You know, it's, it's about making choices basically. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, it, I think it's mostly learning to say no, um, to, to things that are not important. I had to do, I said yes to uh, last week for something and I was like that's just ridiculous and I had to say no today because I'm like why why <laughs> just why am I going there it's it's uh, yes it's nice I'm helping a friend but it's minimum wage and I it's not it's I have to save my energy basically yeah and the really funny thing is like I was so motivated this year to like cut back on hours and 
and I had done everything. Um, so I said to my employers uh, at the Jazz Fest, no, I'm, I'm not taking any more contract than this specific project. And, and everybody was all right with that. And it went super well. And a few students uh, decided not to continue. Uh, so it, it was very natural. Mm. I was very excited about the whole thing. But then you just realize that what made you took all this work was, you know, resistance. Was you trying to avoid working on your stuff? And then when you're reducing your hours and you have that much time in your hands, then you're facing the same resistance, but in a different, under a different form. So it was difficult for me this, this fall because I was like, ah, I'm only working 10 hours a week and, and I'm not producing. And I was getting very anxious and, and feeling like, feeling super alone at the same time because I'm stuck in the house basically and just going in circle trying to 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 write music and not having fun and uh, mm. so I'm, I'm really trying to find a balance of of um, not forcing myself to do the creative uh, stuff but trying to have a minimum every day and then yeah. just let let the let the fun and let the inspiration because uh, I think in order to create we need space and mm. if I don't allow my, myself to, to have space I'm not going to be inclined I I get it I get in a different mode I'm in a, a different gear and right now I'm I'm working this week is very exceptional but I'm working uh for 40 hours a week which is enormous for me <laughs> and and I'm I started the first day yesterday and I'm so stressed out you know <laughs> and it's just it's just ridiculous and I was doing my my songwriting exercises this morning it's just a little game with words and and it sucked <laughs> just <laughs> just because I'm stressed out and I don't have time mm. to to it's just a different mode and if I'm busy all the time it's it's not gonna it's not gonna work so it's it's really a process. It's really a learning curve, and I'm trying to figure it out. And um, the the songwriting retreat was so good for that because it was an intensive. So it made me uh, realize that I don't have. Do you say blank page in English? The yeah. la page blanche. Yeah. So it's the the blank page really doesn't exist because there are a thousand words out there and and I'm clever and it's not a big deal but what's between me and the music this blank page is more fear anxiety trying to perform being in the like in a feeling of emergency to do everything right now because la 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 but it's if you I think if I succeed in seeing it as a a journey in figuring it out and mm. and just uh yeah trying to to be patient with myself and and have fun i'm really yeah. really trying to have fun which is <laughs> yeah which is a sad thing to say but <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's so hard to just let ourselves play oh it's crazy really and you know like it's i've I'm so lucky in a way to like be able to like just work 15 hours a week, 20 hours a week and, and 
just enjoy life. But the thing is, the reality is I'm not enjoying life. I'm, I'm mm. just, I'm just uh, putting pressure on myself to produce. Yeah. And, and that's not, that's not cool. So uh, I'm trying, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, what are some things that you've found helpful in the past when you are either in this situation that you're describing of, you know, really not enjoying yourself or where you're sort of in this, this place of like, uh, that having that block where you're struggling to create, um, what are some things that you've tried that have been helpful? I go, uh, I go external, meaning that I'm trying to uh, get excited about other people's music, or or uh, or by a movie, or by uh, some. I always get excited when I have a singing lesson. I'm suddenly so excited and then I remember how much I love singing. <laughs> or um, I watch a live performance of Sarah McLaughlin and I cry. Mm. And, <laughs> or, you know, the, the, the retreat and stuff. And with teaching, it's, you're always giving, giving, giving. And it's, it's mm. so good to, to get yourself back in the, the student uh, the role because there's so much that needs to be learned and and it's yeah I I yeah I get it I get external in that way and I have to get internal after that or before <laughs> depending yeah. on my state but I really enjoy retreats um I find that when I'm at home I'm just so busy like organizing stuff yeah. I just I just go in my organizing mode and, and <laughs> I distract myself and so when I'm outside when I'm like in the woods when I go for a couple of days uh outside the city it usually it's usually a good um, really good spot for me to to try to reconnect yeah, mm. yeah. do you ever uh try try to create that sense of uh sort of being in a new space without having to go on a retreat on yeah. a retreat yeah um yeah that's that's mostly what i'm trying to do right now the i find that when my space is clean uh just my room or or my office when it's clean it helps me a lot and i'm trying i've started to do some i suck at it but i started to do some meditation in the morning hmm. and trying to do yoga once uh, once or twice a week just to get back in the body and yeah. and walk and listen to podcasts and just try to to yeah to i'm so permeable is that a word yeah I'm so permeable to energies and vibes and, and, and the city's so noisy and stressing, uh, full of stressful people mm. that I sometimes get a little, I suffocate a little bit. So I'm trying to, um, to have this quiet space, clean space. I have found myself to lately to try to have more crazy colors in my apartment as well, just to, to shake things up and and yeah but it's it's very difficult when you know now it's uh 
snowy in Montreal, so we tend to get inside a bit more. But when when it's nice, I I usually work outside in the in my backyard. But then you hear people like in the back street and stuff, and yeah. your neighbor starts talking to you, and it, it's <laughs> it's you know it's challenging. It, but I think it, that's where the key is because it's not realistic that we can go on retreats every now and then yeah well every week so so i think it, yeah it's a it's a challenge the retreat back home <laughs> that's it that's it yeah 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 <laughs> it's hard <laughs> i'm curious how does your art practice how does it feed the rest of your life mm. i think I'm a better person when I'm, my creative side is uh, fed. Um, I'm, I listen more. I'm a better listener and I'm a nicer person. And uh, I think it makes me, art is so not something tangible, you know, like the creative yeah. process or inspiration that I think it, it makes me uh, a bit more flexible than my personality is um so i don't know if that made sense but it's to be able to like just for finding solutions and and just be in movement i think that's that's the the really how it how art feeds my day-to-day -day life is that there's when you're creating you're always in movement you're improving without knowing it you're creating something so it's never like it's never a still thing so i think in in my projects when i work outside um for the jazz fest or other stuff it makes me very vibrant and alive and mm -hmm. uh yeah i think that's the that'd be yeah. the, the answer to your question yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so important gives you yeah. energy for for your life <laughs> yeah are there any resources that you have found to be particularly helpful for you in your in your creative journey yeah yeah i remember one time one of my students recommended that i read uh, the war of art that we've discussed mm, yeah a lot together and it's it was it was so good because it made me realize how, how my struggles were just normal and part of the game, you know? And so I tend to really enjoy uh, learning about other people's creative process. So that would be books on self-help, but more on the creative side. I really yeah. enjoy that. And like I said earlier, like taking lessons, it's always, uh, it's always mm. been very good to me to, to shake things up you know yeah learn yeah. a new skill or yeah practice an old one yeah. yeah yeah just to to try to to there's another book that is really good by a singer songwriter david osher he wrote um run uh, let the elephants run and and in this book he recommends that we start a new thing once in a while something that we were we're gonna suck at first of all because it's the first mm -hmm. time and just because it, it gives us another perspective and, and just to be a beginner again, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So I really like that. It's interesting in my, um, so I have a Facebook group uh, and we've been working through the artist's way together. Yeah. Um, my, mm -hmm. my group is called the creative playground. 
Um, and uh, one of the things that we were discussing in that group was actually the importance of engaging in activities in art forms that are not your primary mm -hmm. art form. Yeah. Uh, because you have the freedom in a lot of ways. I mean, there's also the can be sort of the beginner's um, shyness of mm -hmm. like, oh, like I, I'm not going to be able to do it well, so why am I even bothering? But at the same time, uh, there is a freedom to play that mm -hmm. you don't have when you are really working on your primary art form, which you might have more sort of tied up in terms of like yeah my art form i have to do it perfectly yeah <laughs> you yeah. know I, I have to create my livelihood or, or whatever it yeah means. so yeah that that's that makes a lot of sense the maybe starting something new yeah and and also working with your hands may that's something i really enjoy of um just knitting i love knitting so much and and i started because of reading uh, david ash's book i started doing watercolors painting oh yeah <laughs> i suck but <laughs> but it's you know it's it's just so fun i do i do baby shower cards when when mm. one of my friends has a baby shower and i just think it's a lovely thing to do and i just because of doing that i start to see the image before i paint it so it's it's just trying to it's you know i, I think if you're a creative person and if you like art whatever medium you choose you're you're still that creative person so it's it's just a after that a matter of of developing the skills so mm -hmm. i i bought last year i bought a camera and i started doing photography a little bit as well and it makes you look at the world a different on it with a different angle it's it's not a yeah. it's yeah it's it's i i'm not good at it really i i think there's a potential but it's just having so much fun in in looking at stuff and it can be inspiring for the art, art form mm -hmm. and yeah i think that's that this thinking is very recent it's it's from this year of like just trying I think you you might have the same problem of yeah we have a lot of interests you know we we're, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we get very excited about about various things and and i think it's for a long time, I was like, oh, I'm just a musician, you know? And then, no, I have I have a voice for sure. I'm a singer, yes. But uh, I also have a voice for maybe writing a book on creative process and, mm. and interviewing people about their creative process. And it's creative as well. And it's so fun. And I'm, I, I think we're, what we're doing with a podcast like that, we're contributing and we're... we're it's it's also very creative and and just not to make the the mistake of putting herself again in a box of oh no i'm just a musician you know right so do you claim the word artist for yourself oh <laughs> um more and more slowly mm. but surely yeah mm. it's it's um i haven't been per like i'm I haven't been performing solo in a long time and like two years and, and I do backup singing for other people and that's super fun. It's like, it's, I think it's the best of both worlds right now, but it's uh, more and more just discovering, like I said, that I can pick up a camera and just have fun and, and, and that I have 
this view on life or this interest and yeah it's getting there it's just always so hard to to call yourself an artist when you haven't produced Mm. that much you know that's I think that's always a big uh, a big uh, challenge for most of us but but more and more yeah what does it mean to you to be an artist I think it's I think it's like when creation is the center of your life and Mm. and so like I should be saying that I'm an artist no problem (laughs) that saying um but yeah yeah it's just funny how hard that is (laughs) yes (laughs) indeed um yeah yeah I think what makes it so hard is just people's expectation you know of of uh, oh okay so are you on tv or something or where can I see you perform or are you in a gallery or whatever, you know? So yeah. for, for other people, that's, that's being an artist. Right. Because that's all they're seeing yeah. is the, is the product. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's just, it's so hard when you start because you're, you working very hard in your, in, in producing and learning how to produce art and, and you don't feel like you are an artist or a musician because you haven't put out that much, but, it's i i'm starting to think that even if i put out a lot of stuff i'll still have the same struggle with it you know it's it's just the the stuff i said earlier about oh but the i yes i work in the music industry but it's a it's a challenge as well because it's not exactly the scent you know my music and i think even if I do a lot of music, I'll still have the same struggle with like interviews or, or trying to, or be on a TV show or whatever, or doing other stuff that you have to do to feed the music, the the outside things. Mm-hmm. You'll have, I'll have the same, same challenges of, you know, when you start as a musician, you have to do everything yourself. You know, you don't necessarily have the money or, or enough contracts to get an agent. So you have to do it all yourself, all by yourself. And so it's just teaching music 10 hours will be replaced by deal, like managing my care, career 10 hours, you know, mm-hmm. it's so sometimes it's just a matter of, well, it has to come the, the, the answers between my two ears, you know, it's not. Yeah. A- yeah. It's funny how much, uh, you know, when you think about being an artist, uh, it can be very easy. I think to have this sort of glorified image of like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, I make art all the time and it's wonderful. And I'm <laughs> yeah. I love unicorns, <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually when you are an artist and you're really trying to make a living off of your art, it's a business. Oh yeah. And yeah. any business, uh, it's an enormous amount of time spent on, on yeah. managing that business and, and marketing and, uh, you know, making sure that people are actually seeing, uh, what you're creating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. accessing it. Uh, so that, that's a big challenge I think yeah a big downer (laughs) Uh, no but I mean I I know a lot of artists who are just struggling with it so much because it's it's not it's so not natural for someone who's 
usually introvert a little bit and very in, in the truth of things if, if that's a if I can say that mm -hmm. to, like go outside and like oh pretend you're friends with this person so you can be on the radio and go do some bartending at this place and they'll put you on the radio you know it's <laughs> it's it's sometimes it's just uh, or just having organization skills you know it's yeah. just it's it's very difficult and it's time and and any artist will tell you that they prefer to be in their studio working on their art than to be doing uh, interviews or, or booking stuff or, you know, so it's, it's, and especially nowadays with the DIY stuff, there's, there's uh, less and less money in, in the music industry. So you have to do it more yourself. Mm. Um, so that's certainly a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different type of creativity, I think. Oh yeah, another <laughs> side of your brain and some people are really good at it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a creative muscle. <laughs> for sure, for um, sure. And I think, you know, something that I've learned a lot through trying to build my own businesses is uh, that there's a million different ways to run a business and you've got to find what works for you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's that, that process. Mm. Um, is there any last thing that you would like to share before we wrap up? Hmm, that's a good question. It's too large. Restrict the uh, restrict my thoughts, please. <laughs> there was one thing that you could tell our audience. Something that you've learned through your experience as a creative person. What might it be? Ah, uh, it would be I'm going to say a few things. So follow okay. your instinct, which is very obvious and we hear it all the time, but it's, it's okay to be different, you know, and, and art is in there and accepting who you are and your voice, what you have to say and how you see the world is the best food or the best service you can give to mm. your art. And also, art is not your life. Your life is your life. And they, you need to live in order to create art. You, you need to be part of a, a community or you need to be part of a family. You need to be out there looking at the world to be able to make good art, I think. Yeah. That's it. I said it all. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and one for me, try to have fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Doing it. Yeah. Play, 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 yeah. play. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, one last question. Okay. Where yeah. can we find you if we want to know oh. more about your art? Um, so there's uh, the Facebook page. So Anais Mahada and um, also the the page the podcast muse page unfortunately it's all in french uh, that's okay Some that's okay <laughs> good <laughs> and um so the music my music is on spotify itunes uh all that stuff 
and I will be releasing my blog very soon. Yay! Soon, pardon. It's called <laughs> Des mots qui sonnent. Uh, it's, um, I'm referring to a Celine Dion song uh, mm. that I really enjoyed, but it's, <laughs> it's uh, uh, how would I translate it? It's words words that sound yeah I was yeah <laughs> that's a tough one um yeah so it's it's about it's a blog where the podcast will be and where I'm recommending books or or videos or movies or yeah and also discussing um what we're discussing just like resistance and the you know power of retreats and the uh, that you're not just an artist, you're a person living in a world that is sometimes yes. a bit shitty, but you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so discussing that stuff and discovering new artists that are not very well known, but are, are on their journey uh, in, in different fields. So, so that's it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Anais. It's been really thank you, Dina. having you here. Thank you. The pleasure was mine. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to Everyday Creative People. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast, leave a comment, and tell a friend. Drop me a note on Facebook at Dina Adrian's Coaching and join the community over in the Creative Playground Facebook group. I'd love to hear from you. See you again next Monday. Same bat time, same bat channel.